No one can be saved without what took place so that we could uh, be saved and know the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Galatians chapter 1, beginning with verse 3. Galatians 1, 3. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you, since the day ye heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth. We must hear the gospel. We must believe the gospel. It is so necessary. I'm not preaching anything new, but like Peter, I'm just trying to put you in remembrance of what you already know, or at least most of you should know. 2 Peter 1.12 says, Therefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them, and be established in the present truth. You know, we uh, need to uh, be reminded from time to time of the gospel. And uh, when we follow the writings of Paul, we see many things that will help us in that area of our life. We need to look at Galatians 1, verse 8 and 9, briefly. Galatians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. Paul said, But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel, unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be a curse. And we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be a curse. Every time I read that, I Thank God that I do believe the gospel and I preach the gospel. But I think about all of these men and women standing behind pulpits this morning that doesn't preach the complete word of God. God said, let them be a curse. It's how serious it is. Because these words is the difference between life and death. 
God tells us in many places and many times in the scripture. One more scripture before we get into the message. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3 and 4. Paul writing to the church of Corinth said, For I deliver unto you first of all that which I also received. Stop for a minute. It's, we said, you know, long as the gospel is preached, makes no difference who it comes from. Paul said, For I deliver unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. There's a difference between reading a scripture and knowing the author of that scripture. Our first point this morning is the person of the gospel. While we're here in 1 Corinthians 15, we see in... Verse 3, you know, for I deliver unto you first of all that which I also received. I cannot share something with you with any power that I do not have. A lot of lost people know the Bible. Every time something happens real bad, everybody's praying. And I'm not mocking that or anything. But we must know him. We must know him and the power of his resurrection. This is what is referred to the the Jairus death, which means substitutionary death. Christ took my place by paying my sin debt, my hell, He died in my place. That's what it means. For Christ to qualify as my sin barrier, he had to be a virgin born. All of these other gods, they were sinners just like me and you. And pardon me for my belief, But when I talk to a Mormon or I talk to a Jehovah Witness or I talk to anybody that I know that has a false gospel, I'm going to preach the gospel to them as they're leaving. Because you can't be saved with a false doctrine. The Spirit of God will not bear witness with it. Yes, he'd save who he wants to, but he said in his word how he was saved. Through repentance and faith and belief in the gospel. For Christ to qualify as my sin bearer, he had to be a virgin birth. Not having the sin nature of Adam which enabled him to be a sinless so he could bear my sin. We need to understand and start making a a stand so that the world will know 
what we believe. I'm not ashamed of what I believe. John 16. John the 16th chapter. Notice with me. John 16 verse 8. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Let's look at that verse again now. Of sin because they believe not on me. How can an individual living in sin says that God saved him? Saved him from what? Yes, I still sin, you still sin. But do we sin as a way of life? Does it bother us when we know we're wrong? Does it bother you when someone has walked away and you realize that you've lost an opportunity to tell that individual how to be saved? Amen. You know, there's many ways. I guess all y'all get spam calls, don't you? Or am I the only one? But, you know, I don't want him to get the big head, so. But I learned something from Tom. I know, Harold, that's hard to believe, but I, I, I did, I did, I did. These uh, telemarkers that cause you, cut mine almost out. You start preaching to them. They hang up. You're talking about rude. You say, well, they won't hear, but they're not going to call back either. Win, win. What I'm telling you, there are ways that we can preach the gospel. There are ways that we can reach Someone, and you don't know what God is going to do with him. But I tell you something. The product of the gospel, when the gospel is received and believed, it brings about three things. This occurs in every person who is saved without exception. Spiritual conversion. The word convert is used in Peter's sermon in Acts 3, 19, when he said, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. The product of the gospel, if 
God bears witness with it is a spiritual conversion. Nobody is saved by me telling them what happened to me when I was lost and how God saved me. You know, it saved me when I heard the gospel. It heard me. I heard it. Sitting down there on Penn Avenue when Brother Bill DeRozzi kept preaching to nobody but me. I didn't know he loved me that much. But as far as I was concerned, nobody heard those messages except me because I was lost and I needed a Savior. God tells us. God tells us that repentance and means to turn again, to be changed in mind and conduct. This means that repentance was worked we got to have a change. No change, no true repentance, no true repentance, no salvation. Amen. Godly sorrow, work of repentance to salvation, not to repent it of, is what Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 10. The question is, is have you been converted? And you may say, from what? Have you been converted? Have you been converted from the broad way to the narrow way? What is the difference in your life now? Has it affected anything or has it affected everything? Matthew chapter 7 Verse 13 says, Matthew seven thirteen. God said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and nigh is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. You know, my wife and I had planned to be in the Smokies this week. And I guarantee you, if we had left today, I wouldn't have taken the old 25. I wouldn't stuck this tour of the old way. I would have got on 75. What's that all about? There's only one way that leads to glory. Amen. Only one way. And God says here in 7, Matthew 7, 13, Enter ye at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. You don't have to be a college student. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have anything special. When God saves you, he indoctrinates you, and you know and feel, and you want to do certain things, and you don't want to do certain things. But listen here. God said, Matthew 7, verse 13, 
Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. If everybody's doing it, be cautioned. Be cautioned. Because let me tell you, not everybody's coming to church on Sunday morning. Most of the churches don't even have service on Wednesday night or Sunday night. The sound preachers are what used to be sound, and I could name them, but I'll protect the innocent. Send out waves on the Facebook, you know. I'm available within the hour's drive for Sunday night. I'm available for Wednesday night if anybody still has services. Why would you not want to have services more instead of less? Let's take a little memory lane. Remember when we had Young and Heart? We had a purpose rather than just eating. We had a mission offering taken up. Sometimes $10, sometimes $20, sometimes, you know, whatever it was. But a, it was set aside. Not only did we have fellowship, not only did we have a meal, but we had something in common, and it was the glorious gospel that reached down in our souls and saved. You know, this virus, real or not real, whatever your point of view is, has changed the world. But sinners still need the gospel. There will be no salvation apart from the gospel. We need... To know that, we need to understand that, we need to get that in our minds and hearts. While I'm living, I've got a responsibility to share the gospel. Galatians chapter 12, I believe. Uh, no, I wrote down the wrong, let me see here. All right. Galatians 1, 12. Giving thanks unto the Father which have made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Question is, have you and I been converted? And I wrote down there, converted from what? Well, we've been converted from darkness to light. From death unto life. You know, John 5, 24, which is one of my favorite verses, you know. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believe on him that sent me hath, right now, everlasting life. Right now. 
If you're lost in this building this morning and God convicts you and saves you and wants you to be a part of this body, he'll save you right now. He'll add you to a church right now. You will submit to scriptural baptism. You won't think about it. Those are reactions to when God acts upon an individual. And it's not waiting for a job that I can do or would like or enjoy, but Lord, what would you have me to do? Amen. We need to to believe that. We need to be conscious of that. Not only is there an inward change, there's an outward change as well. Paul states in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Notice what he said. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 17. He said, therefore, we learn that like the Baptist College, when you see the word therefore, you want to see what is there for. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, I don't know about you. Uh, When God saved me, there was an immediate change. And as I drew in grace and knowledge, other things came off. They weren't to save me, but they were by the company, you know. So, he says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. What happened to the old things? They're passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You begin to think. No, all of those bad habits and the way you think and the way you deal with something. But I think the greatest difference that, that I've seen after God saved me, that I found out that God and me thought different. We had two different thinking patterns. When God says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Do you see the word should be, ought to be? You don't see that, do we? It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. When? Right now. God saved me on US 25. He saved me on US 25. Wasn't in church. Was in my car headed to work. Now, we know that sanctification, see now, if some of the holiness will, will say, you know, all of these changes happen. The embrace change happens instantaneously. 
Then that's, we got to tie the whole gospel, and now the other is the doctrine of sanctification. God will sanctify you, set you apart for the service of God. But you've got to be saved first. You have had to hear the word of God. You had to repent. And then once God works on you and you go before the church and you ask for scriptural baptism, you become a member of the church. And then you faithfully, and the word will produce sanctification in your life. A lot of things I was doing I didn't think was wrong. You know. But God didn't leave it to me. See, the word, when you're doing something and you're uncomfortable, or you don't feel like you can do it in front of anybody, those are signs that God's dealing with you. See, God said in this same chapter here, you know, that he uh, tells us in 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. But we go back to verse 6 in the same chapter, you'll see that God said, therefore we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are present from the Lord. It's going to get easier. Miss Dora has no problem doing what's right this morning. No problem at all. And I probably shouldn't play a lot of music I'll play, but one of the songs I play quite often is, I want to scroll over heaven with you. Some glad morning. I want to scroll over heaven. And that may never happen. Nobody may scroll over heaven. I don't know a good song. But see, she already knows what I don't know. Amen. Yeah. See, her outward change is complete. No more changes. Amen. That outward change has been taken. See, that old flesh that caused the trouble for all the years is gone. Amen. Got a body fashioned unlike his. But one thing about being truly saved, there's continual growth. Now, see, you can... You can ask yourself, you know, as you go through these little tests, you know, I profess to be saved. Has there been an outward change in your body? 
Are things important to you now that wasn't important when you were lost? Listening to the gospel, do you enjoy it now? And when you were lost, you, man, you kept looking at your watch. When's he going to finish? These are signs that you accepted Christ. I think the on the Sunday they say they're saved, you know, I, there's great they'll be all taught of God, have learned of the Father. So what is about Avenue? I was saying, except there's not there, but he's just, you know, verily it says, and, and they'll be all taught throughout. God's going to teach me one way to be saved and teach somebody else another way. Well, it's a lot. And the Father of me, apart from the Word of God, this exactly is the coldest thing. But oh, never mind me. The NIV and the good news from my day, you see there? They're not God's word. They got part. And when you have continual growth, when you got continual it really changes something. Back to Matthew thirteen and the verse uh, but he that heareth the word understandeth it, which also bear fruit and bring forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. What's that saying? Into the Lord. You may have one don't know about. That's why the husband's seed of Christ is this bad. Good old song, no tears, tears in heaven, but it's as unscriptal as saying that we've got the best president and now we've Neither one of those is a true statement. God says in Matthew 13 and verse 23, But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word, understand it, which also bear fruit, and bring forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Now everybody's going to be as good as witnessing, living for the Lord, but you should have an influence, and I believe this, and God will correct me in glory or before if he chooses, if I'm wrong, but if God has put somebody on your heart, why would you want somebody else from that? I'll come with you. Keep silent, but you're going to reach them. Ain't no way. I love Brother Bill. I'm waiting to get to heaven, and we're going to talk about all the things and glorify the Lord, but, but you know, there's other preachers at that time that I would have chose to be my mentor. But God's at the right. 
All who are saved will have their souls. You've heard the word the first time you heard the word. What have you done with it? All who save will have continued growth. I mean, that's just, it's just happens. Days, bad days, you know, for, but look at the book of James. Look at the book of James. James uh, tells us here. James chapter 2 and verse 20. God said, But will thou know, O, that faith without works is what? Dead. James 2, he signified by faith, faith, who the wife to leave him, and he wants me to keep a job, which job is a work when there's something obvious, no longer you to the work when God, what is God's, we see the other side of God. Romans chapter 4, you know, for if Abraham was a baptized, watch go out at the baptism. As we close up, chapter and verse 21. Yet hath he in himself, yet for a while, for when tribulation or persecution ariseth, because of the word, by and by he is offended. See, the word will offend you if you're not in the center of God's will. It'll offend you. But when you're in his will, that's different. That's different. I mean, he he's just Texas, as he said, he hath, yea, hath he not root in himself. In other words, there's nothing in me apart from Christ that would keep me keeping on. Brother Johnny Radman used to say, keep on keeping on. Praise God. Amen. Good times, bad times, in between times. You just keep doing what you know is right and God will bless you. But if you're laying aside his word and saying, I'm doing it the way I feel, not a person on this universe has ever been saved by feeling. When the gospel is received and believed without exception, three things will be the product of the gospel. Listen now. When the gospel is received and believed without exception, three things will be the product of the gospel. One, spiritual conversion. You'll be born again. Wasn't planning on this. God saved you right on time. 
spiritual conversion to an outward change. There will be an outward change. And three, continual growth. I'll tell you, there's some babies in our extended family. If those two babies of Jacob and Morgan stop growing properly, they're going to be concerned. When Lindsay's baby stops growing properly, she's going to be concerned. When a pastor looks out and he sees the sheep and they're lame and they're maimed and they don't care, nothing excites them except the world. The pastor is concerned. So, three things there takes to be saved and evidence of. Spiritual conversion, you begin to think different. The thing, I'm nothing. There's an outward change in your growth. 